Welcome to Creative Solutions, where we are here to help you reduce stress, create a more satisfying customer experience, and of course, make more money. Welcome to Creative Solutions. Today we are going to be talking about being a realtor on a team versus being a realtor uh, by yourself. And today I've got Richard Nathaniel with me and we are looking into some of the pros and cons. Absolutely. So number one, I want to find out with you being in the business, you working with a lot of different realtors already, what have you seen some of the benefits and how do you see this? Absolutely. So I, in my opinion, I feel like I got lucky. Obviously, I've always been on a team. Uh, and on a team means with you. So with my father, my brother, and other agents that we've I've had relationships prior to real estate. Um, so it was very easy for me to walk into real estate. And if I had questions, if I had concerns, if I had confusion, because there's a lot of that when you start out. Um, I had a lot of people that I was able to revert back to, have conversations, see how they would have handled the situation. Um, I've seen other people that do not, and they joined, they've probably been in the space just about as long as I have. They don't have teams and they do really good. You know, they can market themselves however they want and they can spend the time as they please in the real estate. Um, but it seems that those kind of agents are, they don't have as much, um, opportunity to reach out and ask questions to people. So maybe it's a very cut and dry, this is how they've handled a situation every time, they don't know how to handle something different. Um, if a unique situation were to arise, I by no means am experienced, you know, 15 years into this thing, but I've been able to find creative solutions to figuring out how to handle certain deals and opportunities and certain clients because I have, you know, you, I have other agents who all work differently in real estate. I've noticed that they might not have as creative opportunities to figure things out, which, you know, if it works for them, it works for them, but I think it's helpful to have it. Okay, so with our corporate structure here, where we're at, uh, we do have a manager that is on site that's here for business hours every day, so we can go ask our manager a lot of questions. One thing, um, back in years ago, when you got into the business, you usually had a broker or a manager that really stuck with you, helped you out along the way, helped feed you some deals. Brokerages back 20, 30 years ago, you know, it was more person-to-person -person training. And nowadays it's more internet-based training or sometimes you don't even have to go to an office. You're basically just a virtual type agent or a virtual type office. Mm -hmm. And being an individual realtor, what this does is this puts you in a situation where you you make so many mistakes that you didn't even realize you were doing. Whether it's the way you're marketing, the way you're doing your videos, different verbiage that you're using on your videos that are um, basically breaking the law. Uh, there's uh, marketing uh, rules that we have to follow uh, for your board and for your MLS and for the state requirements and federal requirements. Your corporation that you work for, your corporate uh, headquarters, they've got their own requirements. Mm -hmm. um, when you're dealing with other realtors, you may be walking in, uh, you know, just creating problems for yourself because you don't know how to deal with the other agents or what types of options to bring to the table to, to come to agreements. 
And, and that's one thing about being an individual agent. A lot of times you're trying to do this on your own. You're, you know, you can go to your manager and ask them a couple questions, but, and I'm not trying to say this about most managers, but most managers aren't in the field selling houses. And so sometimes you feel like you're not really getting that input from somebody that's actually doing the business on a day-to-day uh, operation. Um, so I feel like the single agent walking into this business um, is at a disadvantage. Absolutely. Now, I've definitely seen experienced agents who may have been in the game for quite a while. When I say quite a while, I mean probably like eight plus years seems to be the normal where they are very successful on their own. But those agents, even in the office that we're in currently, they are so experienced with what they're doing. They know exactly how they want to be viewed by the public. They know the right words, right situations. You know, They have that opportunity to almost see a problem before we get there, handle their situation, and they don't need, obviously, the help as much as a newer agent would be. I do believe, you know, not, I'm not trying to tell every new agent out there, you know, you have to find a team, but I think it's wisdom to find a team. I think it's wise to use other people's help. Well, the one thing is, the reason why we get into real estate is twofold. Number one, we like helping people and we want to make money. Yep. If you're not in it to make money, that's great. I mean, I, I'd love to have you come work for me for free then, but most <laughs> of us are in it because we want to make a, a good income. And I think, you know, when you're, when you're looking at Go joining a team or being by yourself in your market, I think it's important to look and find out what kind of uh, monetary benefits. You know, what are your team commission splits are going to look like versus the corporate splits? You know, where are you going to have more leads, less leads? Are you going to have to pay for your leads if you work by yourself? You know, there's every corporate you go to now, um, brokerage, they're going to say, hey, we give you leads. They're going to use op city or different lead generation systems and i guess what i'm trying to say is if you're by yourself and you go into it you can spend the money the way you want to if you've got a good business mind if you've already been used to sales if you know how to touch base with people you can do well as a single agent and and for many years i did so i enjoyed that and i did learn a lot from my broker because again my broker had he was the owner of the company so he had a very uh, he, he was very involved in my training and in my success. Um, after a while, though, I kind of got tired of being a single agent. And, like, sometimes it's not as much fun, even if you're doing really good, mm -hmm. because nobody's there to say, oh, well, great job. Right. Because it's hard for other people to say great job when you go sell, you know, a $300,000 home or a million-dollar home, depending on your market, uh, because they're like, snap, I wish I would have sold that one, you know? Absolutely. I knew that person too. So, you know, when you're on a team, I feel like there's more commodity, like, hey, we're all in this together. We're all pulling the, the load together. Correct. And it's easier to be excited for each other. Absolutely, absolutely. And then even like, you know, obviously we're talking about the experience of being a realtor with a team or not, but also the logistical side of things. Logistically, as a realtor, there are going to be opportunities and times that you might need a showing taken care of. You might need an open house taken care of. You might want an open house and different things like that. What happens a lot of times, especially for the newer agents, unless you've got like a really great relationship with just multiple random, you know, or maybe not random, but multiple right. people in the office, you don't have that opportunity to reach out in those different marketing areas. Whereas on the team, if I was gonna be out of the house, or if I was gonna be in Kentucky for a couple of days, I can call anybody on my team and say, I've got 
this client. I'm not worried about them taking my client. It's just, hey, I, I really need this covered real quick. Yep, can you go show a few houses for me? Exactly. Yeah. And then you do the same for them. Absolutely. So, and that is one nice thing about being on a team. It does help with your time management, I, I feel. Mm -hmm. And then also with the phone calls that come in, if Richard Nathaniel's not available, and I'm not available, then we're backed up by Jeremiah, we're backed up by Christy, we're backed up by Andrea. And so there's a lot of people in, in line to back us up on those lead calls. Correct. Absolutely, I absolutely agree with you. So the next thing, you know, when you look at the teams versus the individual agents is the expense of the business. So when you're working for yourself as a realtor, and if you're marketing, marketing does get expensive. It, whether you're, it's either expensive or time consuming. So you're either gonna spend time marketing yourself or you're gonna pay a service or you're gonna pay a portion of your commissions as a referral fee. Yep. And those are things that cost a lot of money to the individual agent. One thing I like about a team is because of the size that we are and because of having six now or seven people on the team, we can stretch our marketing dollars further than anyone else can. So what I'm saying is like, if we're spending $10,000 a month on Zillow, that's a huge number and that's really good. But what that allows us to do is spread that over several people. Absolutely. I agree with you 100% on that one. I believe that, you know, I do see other agents, it's hard for them to market themselves, get lead generation sometimes. Now, I do believe as a new agent, lead generation is uh, the most important thing you can do. You haven't built a name for yourself. You don't have a brand, per se. And that's another nice thing about stepping onto a team is you probably are stepping into a brand of sorts. You're stepping into somebody who has experience. It is going to be easier as long as the team leads, you know, a good team lead, almost as if a broker and manager the was. Right. If they're awesome about that and they're they're looking out for your best interest, they're gonna have deals coming in and it might be that they're too busy or it might be that they're just ready to help you and you know help you launch your portion of what you're doing. They're going to come in and allow you to focus on different things that you want to do. So another thing with the team is sometimes you can walk in and specify what part of the business you really want to work in. So as a bot or as a real estate agent that's new and you're an individual, you're going to have to play every side of the coin basically. You've got to be the buyer agent, you've got to be the listing agent, and you're going to have to take care of all these different things. Whereas sometimes when you're on a team, you can specify yourself and it'll kind of depend on just how long you've been in real estate and how big is your personal brand and your name. But you'll have that opportunity to specify, hey, you know what, I, I really only want to work with buyers. So as leads come in, I'm going to take the buyer leads. Or you can say, hey, I only want to work listings and I'm really good at them. And here's my, you know, proof of, you need right. the proof of. And so with that being said, then you might just say, hey, I just, I only want to work listings. And so how do you feel? I mean, you had the experience by yourself where you did everything. You've had the experience in the teams, with partners, with all these different things. Do you find that it's actually better in whether you're individual or in a team to try to specify something? I mean, it's almost better for an agent just to say, hey, I'm willing to do everything. I personally think that the realtors, and we train our realtors this way to be both buyers and listing agents. And the reason why is because in our state, we can handle both sides of the transaction. But a lot of times when you're working with a buyer, there's a certain amount of them that are gonna have a property to sell. So we want them to be versed on how to be a good listing agent. Now the listings all do come under the team leader, but our co-list is whoever's actually handling that client. So then other realtors, when they call to set showings or ask questions or submit offers, it's, it's always going to the actual 
uh, agent that has that relationship with the client. Um, so I feel like personally, buyer's agents, you guys take a lot of the lead calls, and, but it allows you to do both sides of the transactions, um, you know, and grow. We don't have everyone working on commercial or property management. Those are the two things that we do. Uh, we only have one person that handles each of those so that because there's a lot of different nuances with those types of things. But yeah, I feel like a good realtor can handle both buyers and sellers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, to close it up, obviously we've talked about today, you know, the pros and cons of individuals being on the team. You know, overall, it's going to come down to what do you want with your real estate? What is your purpose for being in it? Are you just in this part-time occasionally and you just want a couple extra dollars? And if so, man, that is awesome. It might be best for you just to stay individual because there's no expectations on the things that you're going to need to do. Now, if you're getting into it and you're saying, man, I do want to be a more seasoned agent. I want to do this for a full-time job of sorts. I want to provide for my family or myself for my future. It might be a wise decision to go towards a team, especially as a newer agent, to start building the repertoire that you're going to need and gain the skills that you're going to need to be successful as we go down this road. I think so, because a lot of times your team leader, they are okay with you doing your own marketing uh, for your own name brand. So you can create, I know that it, it, some people think it might be a little difficult to be on a team and create their own marketing, mm -hmm. but I think it's very possible and it's easy. And I'm fine with my, uh, with you guys, uh, how the team builds themselves also. So like on our new construction, Ashley handles, she does really good at marketing herself on new construction. Now she does a lot of that outside of our space like we're on that marketing with her but you know I let her have a lot of flexibility correct that way if something ever does happen if she does ever wish to be her own individual agent she has built herself up so because I remember how it was being on a team uh, when I was you know being in a smaller company and being like as I was on a team I remember how it was important to build myself and to create my own um, brand relationship brands you know things like that by myself so we like to do both um, I do think it's actually harder to be an individual agent in this market uh, just because you are, don't have that commodity that you know we we all enjoy having that commodity mm -hmm. absolutely so I, I pretty much it's going to be up to you as an individual on what you're looking for uh, and in the market that you're in if it makes sense for you to be on a team absolutely um, also, you know, some companies, they do pay you referrals based on the bigger you build your team. And, you know, so I have seen that too. So to kind of close this out, obviously guys, we are going to have a list of pros and cons that you can look at the PDF document. It's going to be inside of our description of this podcast. Um, and as we close out, you know, we're not telling you to do one or the other, but we do believe that there's very strong reasons to do both of these, depending on who you are, what you want to do, what does your market look like? What does your branding look like? Uh, with that being said, guys, this is Rich and Rich. We are with Creative Solutions. If you want to look us up, we are at creativesolutionsforrealtors.com. Uh, make sure you're liking, sharing, and subscribing to us. And if you guys have anything that you would love to hear us talk about, any situations maybe that you've come across, maybe a unique opportunity that you just don't know how to handle it sometimes, we would love to hear about that. You can jump either on any of our social media platforms if you have any opportunities or anything that you're looking for, feel free to comment in any of our social media platforms that we have or send us an email even. We would love to hear from you guys on what you think about the podcast and the things we could do to help you guys. We'll see you soon.
Today's encouragement of the day is by Mary Kay Ash. It reads, don't limit yourself. Many people limit themselves to what they think they can do. You can go as far as your mind lets you. What you believe, remember, you can achieve. Now let's get back to the show. All right, so we've got a couple questions from some newer agents that have wrote into us. Uh, we're just going to go over them real quick and get Richard Sr.'s opinion on how we should handle some situations. So the first question we had come in, it says, I'm a newer agent and I just got back my first inspection report. It is a lot of information and I'm a little overwhelmed. What am I supposed to do? All right, so number one, what we want to do is take that report. We want to share it with the buyers if they haven't already seen it. I want them to be able to take their time to read through it and to make notes on the most important items that need to be repaired on the property. Now, if it's a newer home, there's gonna be a lot less issues. An older home, we're gonna see some more different types of issues. Number two, we want to get cost estimates. We wanna let the buyer know what types of costs they're really looking at for these repairs. Remember, most buyers are only buying one or two homes every 10 to 15 years and they don't work with contractors as much as we do. We're the ones that are professionals and we should have those contract relationships. If you don't have good relationships with your contractors, then you need to get better relationships so you can service your buyers and sellers in, in a more effective manner. Fourth thing, you need to have good communication with the other agent. You guys need to be working back and forth. You, you put those items that, they're, that are very important to the condition of the property for your client. And remember, you work for your client. So your client may have different parameters for what's important to them than what you feel is important. But you work for your client and you go to the other agent, you put together that defect notice and you say, hey, these are the items we need taken care of and you work through the process. All right, question number two. Being a newer agent, I seem to have a problem getting other realtors to communicate with me in a timely manner. How should I handle this? Okay, so when it comes to communication with other agents uh, in, in a timely manner, everybody has a different opinion of what that means. So for instance, some realtors, they do most of their communication back and forth at eight o'clock in the morning, and then they they go do other things for the day, or maybe they have a job that they're doing. Maybe you're dealing with a part-time realtor, or maybe you're dealing with a very busy real estate agent that is basically texting you as they're running from appointment to appointment. So you gotta understand the other realtor first. You don't need to be getting offended at the other realtor. They may just really be getting back to you as quickly as they can. Um, if you do have a problem, let's say we're working through an inspection issue or a deadline time to issue, then, and you're not getting communication, you can always find out if they have a partner they work with, uh, or a, a virtual, I mean, an assistant that they might work with. Or if you have to, you can go to their manager and be able to work through the manager. A lot of times, most of us realtors, we have other people that can help us when we're not available. But the biggest thing is try to be patient. But again, if you're not getting the answers, go ahead and move directly to the manager of that realtor and that way you can get your problems resolved and everybody can continue to move forward in a, in a professional and a, ha a satisfied manner. All right, question number three. What is a good daily routine to establish as a new agent to help myself succeed? 
Wow. Okay, so there's a whole lot to this, and there's certainly many books that have been written and different podcasts that have a lot better information on how to be a productive salesperson or how to be the best realtor, and you know whether it's um, your morning routine before you get to the office or you know how to handle things. One thing, the main thing is you do need to be in communication with your clients. If you've got a buyer or a seller, they need to be communicated with on a very regular basis, and. Every other day, every day is easy to be in communication. You can shoot a text, an email, a quick video uh, on your phone. You can do a lot of different things to connect with your clients and let them know that you're working, that the process is moving forward. Uh, whether you're looking for homes for them or whether you're working through inspections. Um, the other thing is, I think it's really good to be appreciative of all your people. So you should be sending out anywhere from two to five thank you notes, cards, phone calls, whether it's to your contractors, whether it's to uh, people that have helped you in the business, whether it's your lenders, uh, friends and family, people that have referred you, past clients, clients you're working with now. You know, there's a lot of different options and I feel like realtors would be a, in a better situation if we took the time to appreciate. Also. Nonprofits. I think it's great when I go to a, a nonprofit organizational uh, function and I see somebody that I know is a high end person that, you know, they could pay somebody to be there for them, but instead they're out there hammering nails or they're picking up trash or, you know, they're helping to build the project, whatever they're working on. I think it's neat to be involved with nonprofits. And so those are the three things good communication, being thankful, and helping out nonprofits. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Solutions. Also, if you guys have any questions or topics you would like for us to discuss, email us at info at creativesolutionsforrealtors.com. We also have our online website listed in the description below for more in-depth training about real estate.